If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about four columns. My uh, my last four weeks uh, columns on LinkedIn. You know, at the end of the show last week, I uh, I said in uh, promo for this, and we'll be talking about the idea of um, uh, the three things that we um, that we uh, we, we like to uh, talk about as being key to uh, worldwide peace and worldwide prosperity. And those three things being clean water everywhere, uh, empowered girls, and spiritual connectedness. And those are those are three things that are that are just incredibly important and and unbelievably interconnected. Uh, so they they weave their way through everything. I'll uh, I'll see what uh, what I can do to try to bring it all together at the end of the by the end of the show. Uh, but to begin with, I'm going to uh, talk about. Um, uh, four columns. The last uh, the last four weeks uh, uh, columns that I wrote for LinkedIn. If you'd like to connect with us uh, at BraveHeartsForKids.org, the uh, sponsor of BraveHearts Radio, uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org, leading pediatric cancer charity, uh, making connections for people when their child is sick, uh, and uh, if you if you have a heart for it. Um, you can find uh, a, a way to donate now uh, to uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org. Uh, you can also connect with uh, with us through BraveHeartsRadio.org. You can also find all of the past episodes uh, of BraveHearts Radio in the show links section there. You know, going all the way back to September last year. And um, if you'd like to connect with me uh, through LinkedIn making some wonderful connections through LinkedIn and making connections through LinkedIn for appearances on the show and for uh, ideas uh, for the show. And, and I, you know, I, I love to make the connection with people. Um, I did my own uh, mission building retreat earlier, uh, earlier this year. Well, I do it, uh, do the retreats, uh, at holidays. So the most recent uh, holiday retreat was over the Memorial Day weekend. And during that time, I, I really focused on the idea of, uh, you know, kind of take, taking my own advice. I've been, I've been using a, a quote for a generation now. And, and the idea of uh, don't ask, what does the world need? Instead, ask, what makes me come alive? And then go do that. And I think you'll find that that's, that's really what the world needed after all. And so, I, you know, sometimes the, the, uh, the, the retreats serve to recenter us, get us back on track. And, and uh, for me, this, uh, this past um, 
Memorial Day uh, retreat was the opportunity to say, you know, there there are there are things I'm I'm good at, and there are things I really like to do, and I reckon you also have have that uh, that sense of things that you know, things that you know you're good at, things that you really love to do. Where do those overlap? Where do where does uh, what you, what you love to do overlap with um, with uh, 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 what what you're re- what you're really good at and what you really love to do. Where does that overlap? And I think of that as a sweet spot. Um, I think of that as uh, for me, that's the aha moment when uh, when I'm working with someone, when I'm talking to someone, we're talking about an idea, and and they have that that sense that oh yeah, I get that. That aha moment, man, that is one of the great joys in life. And it's that aha moment that, that it's um, uh, working, with, working with other people and, and helping them to find that. That, that, is, uh, that, that is what really uh, makes me come alive. And so uh, usually when you, when you think of the, um, I think of this in, in the term of a Venn diagram, and and uh, the Venn diagram, you know, the three circles, and I've presented this many times. The idea that do what you love, uh, do what you're good at, and do what uh, what serves others. And you know, that's a, when we think about what serves others, that that tends to be, you know, how do you make a living doing what you love and what you're really good at? And so there's a there's a sweet spot for all three of those circles overlap. Uh, and that's the um, uh, that that's really the 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 great opportunity for long term uh, career and and tremendous success is to to work in that area, doing what you love, doing what you're good at, doing what serves others. So what uh, the 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 shift I had uh, recently was to say, do what you love, do what you're good at. And consume. That's the aha moment. That's the finding that spot. That's that sweet spot. And and the 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 third circle is, what does the world need? And you know, and, uh, Howard Thurman's advice from a hundred years ago, and he says, don't ask what the world needs. Instead, ask what makes me come alive, and then go do that. And what I what I believe and what I have found. Um, what I know to be true is that if you do what makes you come alive, that's what the world needs. That's what the world most desires from you. And so the law of attraction says that will bring that third circle into conjunction with the other two circles and and so doing what you love doing what you uh, are good at uh, will will bring uh, a, an opportunity to you that is um, just what the world needs and so that 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 began the idea that uh, well okay so what should I what should what should I do here? What is it that I should should do? What am I what am I good at, and what do I what do I love to do? Well, 
I, I, I think I'm pretty good at writing, as long as it's not a lot of writing. And, and I love to do it, as long as it's not a lot of writing. And so when I, uh, I've been advised by, uh, by a couple of my mentors in the National Speakers Association, um, you know, you should, be, uh, you should be writing an article every month. You should be posting a blog every week. You should be doing something like this, 300 words, 500 words, something like that. So what I decided to do was, was to go back to the idea of, of having some discipline that uh, having some discipline to um, write regularly. A um, couple of the, the some of the most important things I ever did in, in my life. Uh, that when I consider you know in the first part of my life, making the state track meet as a ninth grader, that was that was something that that I really had a desire for, and it required a lot of discipline. Becoming one of the best sales reps for NFIB back in uh, back in the nineties, and one of the best reps in the country, and then one of the best managers in in the country, required a lot of discipline in order for me to do that. And then, uh, you know, getting in shape. Uh, for the uh, for you know the the uh, at, at halftime for the second half of my life, uh, in when I was uh, something like fifty years old, um, that required a lot of discipline, and so I thought, well, you know, how about if I what if it were possible to to take some time to really invest some time and have some fun with writing a column every week and posting that on LinkedIn and other places, put it into blogs and such. And so I started doing that. And the first one I wrote was the, um, the, the week, uh, well, it was the week of week after, uh, Memorial day week. And that one was, uh, was entitled, how are you doing? And I know we've got a, a break coming up here, so I'm going to get back to that on the other side of the break, and we'll talk about how you're doing, and how and how do you answer that question? How you doing? And so uh, stick with us. We'll be back uh, on the other side of sixty seconds here on Brave Hearts Radio. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. 
As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned into VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about four columns, my last four uh, weekly columns on LinkedIn. Uh, if you want to connect with us, uh, connect with us at BraveHeartsForKids.org, uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org, where you can find all of the past episodes in the show link section. You can also donate now if you have a mind to do that. And uh, we're uh, we're now setting up, uh, you know, our mission building retreats and thought leader summits by Zoom video. And if you'd like to participate with these, connect with me at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. And uh, I said I'd, uh, I'd uh, get into the column about uh, how you're doing, uh, and I, I'll uh, get to that in a minute. I just wanted to uh, say something about the idea hierarchy. You know, the idea hierarchy is is one of the programs that we do, and you can do this on your own. You don't need me to help you run the thing. Uh, what we do is we, uh, uh, I'd you know, love to be involved with it, but uh, if you if you want to just uh, give it a shot doing it ba- based on this idea, th- go ahead, man, do do this and and see uh, see what kind of good you can do with this. The idea hierarchy is the is is the concept that. Every well-intentioned idea is a good idea. And if you've ever worked in a nonprofit organization or really any organization, you hear a lot of people, you, you, a lot of times somebody will say, hey, I got an idea. I got a good, I got an idea. You know, say, that's a good idea. I got an idea. Someone should do this. Someone should do that. Um, what we did a few years ago, um, we set up an idea hierarchy retreat uh, this is live and in person because you could you could do that. I think we'll be able to do those things again. And it was uh, for the Brave Hearts for Kids uh, board of directors, and we had seven people that uh, in the morning uh, did uh, three brainstorming sessions, and we passed sheets around, and everybody would write down all the different ideas that they had for. Uh, events or all the different ideas that they had for fundraising or all the different ideas they had for for publicity and all the different ideas they had for service and then we would you know we'd uh, we'd write down those ideas and then we'd uh, we'd pass the sheet uh, to the next person 
and uh, and they, you know they could scan that. Say, oh, that 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 would prompt them to have some ideas too, and so that um, uh, that that gave us nine hundred good ideas in the um, uh, in the uh, uh, in the morning uh, from seven people, and w- by the end of the second day, we had that work down to three that we decided to turn into great ideas. You see, it's the energy and the passion and the activity and talent that you put into a good idea that turns it from a good idea into a great idea. And then moving up the hierarchy, some of these ideas become noble ideas. Those are the things that for you, for you personally, those are the things that are most important to you. Sometimes they might be a, you consider that a core value for you personally. Um, the next uh, the next level is a transcendent idea. That's an idea that, that has a, the ability to change the world. And, uh, you know, that, those all start out as good ideas. And then at the pinnacle, those that idea at the pinnacle is uh, is the idea that that's that, that's the one thing you know in uh, city slickers Jack Palance said hey find that one thing and you'll you'll you, and 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 that's the the key to a successful life and so you know finding that one thing and for me the one thing um, Sherry's always reminding me of this she says what if it were possible to remember that the the pinnacle of your idea hierarchy is to uplift others and the way that I do that and what what makes the most sense to me is to help other people find their aha moments and uh, and to have that aha moment that says uh, uh, you know this is what I'm good at this is what I love to do and and this uh, aha that idea that was in here all along and they'll uh, they'll 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 tap their their heart and uh, they'll say that that idea that was in here all along. So that's one of the great joys in life. And I had to uh, digress to uh, to get into that um, about the idea hierarchy. So one of the three ideas that uh, the Brave Hearts for Kids organization came up with at the time was that we would expand the concept of a brave heart to include anyone with the with the courage to be of service to others. And, uh, and so that uh, evolved uh, over the per- period of a few months into a, a connection with Winston Price, uh, who is my producer with uh, Bravehearts Radio. And uh, we, I, I had been in touch with him for a few years. Uh, and um, I said, you know what? I think I'm ready to do this, this show, Bravehearts Radio. So uh, that's, how we got, that's how we got to be, uh, you know, when I say welcome Bravehearts. Um, that's who the Bravehearts are. That's who you are. You know, you're listening to this show, man. That means, uh, to me, that means you you have the courage to be of service to others, and uh, uh, you know, maybe you know exactly where that uh, where that service lies, and maybe that's something that uh, you need some help finding, and uh, would be delighted to help you with that. So, that's something we do. You know, personal idea hierarchy work, um, and. Um, Working for uh, organizations and and uh, you know so much of that's online now instead of the in person, um, the uh, in person type uh, 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 seminars and retreats that we're we're so used to doing. So, how are you doing? 
how are you doing? Never better is how I've answered that for years. For years. I've said it so long, it's just my natural response. How are you doing? Never better. Um, I remember, uh, I think it was Zig Ziglar. Uh, old-time uh, motivational and inspirational speaker, and and uh, he said people would ask him how he's doing. And he said uh, he said I'm doing great and getting better. And somebody asked him, well, what if what if you're not really doing great? He said, well, then I'm just telling the truth in advance. And so um, never better, you know. And and somebody uh, somebody recently they said, I don't think people want to hear that right now. And uh, I thought, well, that, that may be true. And uh, more often, though, what I've been hearing from people is, wow, that's exactly what we need to hear right now. That's exactly what people need to hear right now. We need some optimism. And I've always believed that, you know, making the best of a bad situation isn't an endorsement of the bad situation. And is really more of an awareness to me. It's an understanding of, you know, it's like Confucius said, um, or like my dad said, quoting Confucius, um, no matter where you go, there you are. And where you are is um, where you are, where you really are. Not where you wish you were, not where you would have been if something were different, not where you would be if, if you'd done something different, if someone else had behaved differently. Where you are is, is where you really are, and where we are is where we really are. And so um, I remember thinking about that and, and having the, the, the realization that um, when I'd made one of the most profound changes in my life. I couldn't do anything about the past. None of it. But I could decide on the future. I could live the future. All of it. And so that's the, that's the idea that the modern throwaway line is, it is what it is. Okay, it's, um, that's, that's that's also very much like what Confucius said, I think, you know, no matter where you go, there you are. My dad would always say that. I thought he was trying to be funny. Um, It is what it is. It's a, it's a throwaway line, but it's also, instead of looking at that as a statement of resignation and powerlessness, what if we could see that what if it were possible to turn that into a declaration of empowerment a personal declaration of independence where the bonds that we throw off are the bonds of of victim identity the bonds of scarcity the thing that says there's not enough you're not enough because you are enough and and it's possible. I always say, what if it were possible? And I'm just going to say, it is possible that you can say never better and mean it and believe it. 
So one of my favorite books ever, and I reckon it's a, it's maybe a book on uh, a lot of people's all-time best uh, or favorite uh, book list, is uh, a book called Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. And the energy from this book, the energy from, from the book Man's Search for Meaning was, was derived from, from Frankl's experience as a prisoner in the Nazi concentration camps of World War II. And this, this work, this masterpiece of understanding would not have been possible without Frankel's experience as a prisoner. And an interesting question, I think, might be, is this a good trade-off? And the easy answer is, hell no. Yet it was written from the point in life where Frankel was when he wrote it. Where, you know, no matter where you go, there you are. Not where he wished he were, not where he would have been if things had been different. And the, the, the key takeaway in the, in the entire book for me was the idea that his, his sense of the greatest freedom is, is um, we can't control where, where we are. We can't control what's happened to us. We can't control our circumstances, perhaps. We have the freedom to choose how to respond to those. And that's what he's, he called the ultimate freedom. And uh, he credited that, that belief and that uh, mindset with, with uh, how he survived the concentration camps of um, Nazi Germany, World War II. So uh, never better. That's my answer to how you're doing. And I hope you'll consider that. And I hope you'll uh, consider how, how uh, as, as, Victor, as Victor Frankl said, the, um, he said, he said suffering is like the behavior of a gas. It's like if you, if you pump a certain amount of gas into, a, into a, a chamber, it will completely and evenly fill the chamber no matter whether it's it's small or large or huge. And in the same way, human suffering completely and evenly fills the human mind and, con- the, and the soul, regardless of whether the suffering is small or large. If that's what you're aware of, that's, that completely fills the, the, the mind and the soul. So it occurred to me, maybe it's the same way with gratitude, a tiny gratitude. I'm, I'm thankful for this. And it's something that, I I find myself not doing it enough, but I always feel really good and positive when I find myself being grateful, even for the little things, because I know that fills my mind and in my soul, my conscious mind and my soul with gratitude. I hope you give that a try. Hey, we're going to be back on the other side of a break here. Stick with us on Bravehearts Radio, and uh, we'll be talking about the uh, uh, some of the other uh, columns, the the four columns. Uh, when we come back from from the break, stick with us. We'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds once again. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. 
Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned into voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Um, Today we're talking about four columns, my last four weeks columns on LinkedIn. And uh, you can connect with us at uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org, BraveHeartsRadio.org. You can find all the past episodes of the BraveHearts Radio Show. Uh, You can also donate to BraveHearts for Kids if you uh, have a mind and a heart for that. Um, And if you want to connect with me personally, Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org or look me up on LinkedIn. during the going into the third segment, I always say something about the National Day Calendar because uh, NationalDayCalendar.com, uh, one of the great sponsors of uh, Brave Hearts for Kids, and uh, Marlo and Alice that uh, that uh, started this uh, uh, National Day Calendar. Uh, some of our best friends back in Mandan, North Dakota. Uh, so howdy to you out there. Uh, today, uh, the 22nd of June, it is Chocolate Eclair Day, HVAC Tech Day, and Onion Rings Day. Now, HVAC Tech Day, that uh, refers to heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. So your HVAC Tech, you know, it's uh, getting into uh, air conditioning season here in the northern hemisphere. Maybe it already has been for a while, uh, being the, um, the the second full day of summer here now. Uh, getting into that, uh, that warmer time of the year. Um, I don't think we've had the air on here yet. It, uh, just taking advantage of uh, some some shade and some cooler weather. But um, got uh, the uh, column from June sixth, and that was uh, the second of the four columns that uh, that I that I've written since the uh, uh, since the Memorial Day retreat. 
This one is called Why the Moon? Why does Rice play Texas? Why not? Now, June 6th. And I'm quoting uh, President John Kennedy, and this is one of my all-time favorite speeches. And he's he. Uh, it's the uh, sometimes referred to as the uh, Why the Moon speech, or um, the you know at uh, at Rice University in Houston in September of 1962. Now, in May of 61, he had um, he had uh, presented the idea of uh, going to the moon. Uh, to the uh, uh, Congress, and and that was, uh, you know, that was shortly after he was elected president. And uh, I think they swear in; they have inaugurations in January. Was it still in March back then? But uh, so May of '61, he was brand new president, talking about, uh, hey, we're we're going to do this as a nation. And uh, in in uh, September of 1962, he uh, he had the speech at Rice University. Uh, which is in Houston, and uh, of course we have the 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 connection with the with the Brave Hearts for Kids founders from Houston. Uh, you know Jeremy working at NASA. Um, but some say, but why? Some say the moon. Why choose this as our goal? Is what he asked. And Kennedy was a guy. He he was also famous for saying something like, "The only reason to give a speech is to change the world." And, you know, I always say uh, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. So giving a speech, anybody who ever gives a speech has the opportunity to change the world. You may not change the world. You probably won't change the world in the way John Kennedy did with his speeches. But you can change the world in, in some small way uh, <clears throat> or leading up to some big way. Uh, by uh, by by giving speeches or by giving a speech and communicating with others, um, he went on to ask, "Why climb the highest mountain? Why fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas?" Okay, so for context, uh, you know the three questions. The, um, uh, the in in nineteen sixty two, it was it was less than ten years. Since uh, Edmund Hillary and Tenzig Norway, Norgay su- summited uh, Mount Everest for the first time, the first time that we know, the first time anybody went up and came back down, right? So th- that that happened in '53. You know, so that's that's ancient history uh, to to me because I was I was born in '59. So it's anything that happens before that, you know, don't you don't you have that feeling that things that happened before you were born that's a long time ago well he, he's you know for, he says why climb the highest mountain why fly the atlantic uh you know, we, we don't even think of that as as a big deal i'm sure anymore but uh lindbergh's uh, first uh, solo transatlantic flight uh was only 30 years ago 30 i mean 35 years ago from when he was uh, giving this speech 35 years um you know it's it's been it's been uh uh, almost 50 years since anyone's been on the moon. Now, there's 48 years in December. So Lindbergh's transatlantic flight was only 35 years previous to that. And I remember hearing this, you know, hearing this speech and, the, you know, and, and uh, the, the, the line about why does Rice play Texas? 
that that seemed to me a, as to be something that was was particularly interesting because um, since 1962, uh, Rice has played Texas every year, and they have won only twice in that time. Uh, but at the time that Kennedy gave the speech, they had won 15 of the previous 28 games. And Texas was a perennial powerhouse. Rice was a, you know, had obviously had a good team many years. Um, but it was, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the, uh, uh, the, the overwhelming, um, uh, matchup that it is, uh, that it is these days. So, uh, why, why climb the highest mountain? Why fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? And John Kennedy answered the question, rhetorical question. We, we chose to go, to, we choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon and do these other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept. One that we are unwilling to postpone. And one that we intend to win. And, oh, and and the others too. One that we intend to win and the others too. And the others too. So what are the great goals for our world today? What if it were possible? What if it were possible for all of us, for each of us individually and for all of us together to organize the best of our energies, the best of our skills, to achieve these goals, to accept the challenges, to refuse to postpone the opportunity to overcome these challenges, to intend to win to expect to win and to win the fights that we have against the problems that we have in our world today. June 6th was when I wrote this. And I, I ended up with, uh, with a quote from, from John Kennedy's younger brother, uh, Bobby. Uh, just the end of his quote. And Bobby Kennedy was famous for having said, uh, some men see things as they are and ask why. I dream things that never were and ask why not. And so I'm asking this question, why not? What if it were possible for us to overcome the things that plague our world? Because they're, not because they're easy, because they're hard, because our effort, our effort in, in dealing with these things that plague us, whether it's the plague of COVID-19 or whether it's the plague of racism, whether it's the plague of, of whatever it is that, you know, whether it's the plague of pediatric cancer, whatever it is. What if it were possible to overcome this by bringing our best efforts into it? Because it's hard. Because we need to bring out the best 
in ourselves and in others to accomplish this. Hey, stick with me. I will be back with you on the other side of our break. Uh, Back with you on the other side of 60 Seconds. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You know, sometimes I listen to that music coming back in, and I think, I just really like to kind of listen to that tune. That's a, that really gets me really gets me going. I hope I hope it does the same for you. You're t- we're tuned. You're, you're tuned in to VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I am grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about four columns. Uh, my last four weeks column on LinkedIn. Uh, if you'd like to connect with us, BraveHeartsForKids.org, uh, BraveHeartsRadio.org. You can connect with me at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. And uh, especially if you're uh, looking to do an idea hierarchy, doing all that uh, by uh, by Zoom and uh, video meeting these days. So um, talking about... Um, uh, the last four weeks and columns that uh, that I wrote and put up on on uh, on LinkedIn and uh, two weeks ago let's see well it was about ten days um, wrote a column on respect it was interesting it just it it I was just inspired to to bring back a column on respect I had originally written this. Um, Oh, about three years ago, I think. And uh, I know it had been uh, published uh, on the uh, Chicago Sherm, um, on their um, newsletter, and it was published in uh, 
uh, uh, Stacy Sturm's uh, magazine in in uh, North Dakota, Nodak Man. Um, in particular, I had written it for uh, for Stacy from the perspective of uh, respect in relationships with between men and women. Um, I realized. Uh, when I when I when I read it, I did I hadn't said anything specifically about men and women in this. You're just talking about respect, you know, person to person respect, and I thought this this applies pretty well to the uh, the crisis, the plague that we're dealing with now in in with racism. And it's like it seems like there's a lot of new awareness of this. And uh, last week we talked about the idea that uh, uh, you know don't be afraid to know that you've been wrong about something. And uh, so um, uh, just uh, getting back to the column here, um, I, I had participated in a discussion on corporate culture, and I learned that uh, in, in a business setting, there are three, the th- three important aspects uh, that uh, a survey had identified that uh, employees said are really important are respect, credibility and fairness. So I, I wrote a, a column at that point about each one, and I'd sh- uh, share the, a little bit about the um, uh, what uh, turned out to be the June 13th uh, column that I did here. Um, you know, respect is something that people desire maybe as much as anything in relationships. Um, it's both in the personal relationships and in work relationships, by the way. And it's it as important as it is to be respected, we have just as great a need as individuals to be able to respect others with whom we relate. And it, it, uh, that's um, others with, that we relate regardless of whether they're, um, uh, you know, somebody that we work with, or our spouse, or uh, other people that we that we relate with, uh, the idea about um, being able about respect being so important uh, was something that was brought home by a, a study that said that eighty seven percent of uh, college graduate recent college graduates said that going to work for an organization that doesn't share their values is a deal breaker now i i know that i know that uh, you know numbers uh, are, are lost in the conversation quite often so 87% is you know it's a well that's a big number you know another way of of, of putting it is just about all of them just about everyone that 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 replied to this said man it's a deal breaker to go to work for an organization that um, that doesn't share my values people are not sticking around for the gold watch you know, this uh, the millennial generation in particular is more capable, more apt to say, you know what? I'm just I'm I'm not going to work here if if you're not doing the right thing, if you're not um, respecting me, if you're not respecting the other people that are here. And so, um, uh, the, you know, a, a definition of respect is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something because of their abilities or their qualities or achievements. And, uh, I, I know that, um, it, there's, there's also the, the sense that, um, res- this respect is, um, uh, something that in, when we seek respect from others, it's maybe not so much as a deep admiration as a non-judgmental experience. And it's about recognition and acknowledgement and a sense of appreciation. 
sense of appreciation. And and it, I think this is what uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta was referring to when she said, and this is one of the great iron, ironic statements in my mind, there is a greater hunger. This is Mother Teresa. There is a greater hunger in this world for respect and appreciation than for bread. And so uh, I closed out the column with the idea from one of my original mentors, and uh, that's Earl Nightingale. And uh, Earl, Earl said, um, try this. For the next six weeks, treat everyone with whom you come in contact as if they were the most important person in the world. He said, now we do that for two very important reasons. Number one, to every person, they are the most important person in the world. And number two, that's the way people ought to treat each other. And so that, that's, the, that's the idea of respect, and I hope, that, um, I hope that will stick with you. Hey, the last column, don't really have time to get into the last column, because um, I, I, uh, I think I got started late with a four-segment show getting into the, the column. So uh, I'll cover that sometime, but if you want to look into that on uh, LinkedIn, uh, that was June 20th, uh, Responsibility Without Blame. What if it were possible to take responsibility for a bad situation without having to be blamed for it? And I think it's possible to do that, and and I am willing to uh, to go ahead and do that. And I think uh, I'd like to encourage other people to also consider making that a part of their their plan. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we've been talking about my LinkedIn columns on Bravehearts Radio. If you're interested in uh, connecting, mission specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. And uh, please plan to join us every Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern. On uh, uh, We'll be talking uh, next week. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about films. And uh, I, I will have uh, award-winning filmmakers uh, Lucia Morrow and Joe Orlandino, the, the makers of In My Brother's Shoes and the new documentary, I Have a Name. And, uh, you know, like I say, making a connection from one thing to another, uh, does it's, it's, it's just phenomenal how we, uh, how we wind up doing that here on Bravehearts Radio. Um, join us next week for that one. It's going to be a good show. Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Until then, be well and stay well. Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.